Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey everyone, and welcome to Elijah Streams. Today's Friday, October 13th, 2023. I'm your host, Kelsey O'Malley, filling in for Steve Schultz. We are pre-recording today's episode, so you might notice the clock behind me switch with a different date, but happy Friday to all of you guys today. We're so glad that you decided to join us. Today's episode is going to be extremely powerful because we have on Donna Rigney. She's going to be sharing prophetic words about the war in Israel, potential World War III, what is the Lord saying about that, um, about God's justice, and many, many more things. So today's show is going to be amazing. Start tagging people now, sharing the broadcast. It's really going to encourage a lot of people. But before we bring on Donna, we want to thank you guys again so much for partnering with us to dig water wells uh, all throughout Uganda. You know, we don't know what it's like to have to be forced to drink dirty water, um, but the people over there, that is a absolute reality for them. And uh, this video is just going to show you the quality of what the water is actually like um, over there in Uganda. In the midst of Rose and her friend Kamiati's joyous celebration of the drilling of a new water well, a painful memory from Rose's past comes to mind. Both Justine, Rose's daughter, and Amina, Kamiati's daughter, would routinely get up early in the morning in order to make the trek to the closest water source. As the girls were collecting water one morning, Justine ventured too far into the deeper water and tragically drowned. It's been seven years since Justine's untimely passing. There hasn't been any other options for water, but that's all changing. The prayers of Rose and her friends for a pure, clean water source have been answered and they are overwhelmed by God's goodness. This new water well is the result of the generosity shown by you, our Elijah Streams partners. The difficult journey to the polluted water source for Rose and her neighbors is almost at an end. And it's because of you. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate. Or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. Seeing the reality of what they have to cook with and clean with and bathe with um, is to Americans, we are shocked by that. But that is their reality every single day. But with your help, you can partner with us so they can have fresh, clean water. And if you feel so led today, you can donate at elijahstreams.com slash donate, or you can mail in your gift to the address on the screen or click the link in the description. And we want to thank you guys again so much for changing people's lives. God bless you. All right. Without any further ado, I want to bring on Donna because she has a lot of revelation from the Lord. So please help me welcome my guest today, Donna Rigney. great to have you back on the show. Welcome. Oh, it's so good to see you and it's wonderful to be here. Awesome. You look a little you look a little tan. Did you just get yes. back from your cruise, right? How was that? Oh, it was fabulous. I've never never been on a cruise before, and so it was quite a an experience. And to go on a cruise with the glory of God getting poured out was just unforgettable. It was it was wonderful, wonderful. So many Here's people some testimonies were... real quick, because I know okay, you're telling yeah. me a little bit like people were getting touched by the Lord in major ways. 
Yeah. Oh, what I do whenever I minister is the Lord's told me that I have two assignments. One is to make sure the portals get opened in regions that I go in and to release the glory on everybody that because he wants everyone to be filled with his glory and to be glory carriers, to carry his glory wherever they go. So you know what I'm going to do right now before I get started? (laughs) I'm going to release the glory on us in obedience (laughs) to the Holy Spirit. And then I'll do it again at the end of the show. Um, Father, in the name of Jesus, I release your glory on every single one watching right now. Whenever they're watching, I release your glory to fall on all of us. Oh, oh, fill us to overflowing with your goodness with your glory. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 So uh, what happened was people that were a part of the heavenly cruises that puts it on and they they came to the cruise for that event. Uh, They got filled with the glory. People that weren't baptized in the Holy Spirit got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And they were calling Pastor Sharon afterwards and telling her some people were waking up in the middle of the night, praying in tongues. And (laughs) people just the glory was on them, manifesting. They just their lives were changed. Uh, the Lord led me to uh, lead everyone through deliverance t- during our first session together. Wow. And way to break it open, people, Donna. <laughs> yeah. The people, you know, most of them never even knew of it. <laughs> so wow. that was, it was so freeing. People got yeah. so free. Generational curses got broken up their lives. Trauma. They didn't count different. You know, the Lord just did a deep work. And then once they get all emptied out, fill them with the glory, fill them with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) So it was wonderful. And while we were doing that, somebody came into the room and whispered to uh, Pastor Sharon this message. And uh, they told her that um, the... There was a vibration going on in the ship that we were on the allure of the seas is a huge ship. And um, I'm from Royal Caribbean, so a big, big ship. And so they couldn't figure out where this vibration was coming from. So they went through all the rooms, figuring this all out. And it came to the room we were using, the conference room we were using. And that's where this vibration <laughs> was coming from. <laughs> we were doing deliverance. <laughs> oh, my God. And I don't know this vibration. It was God. Just the Holy Spirit. Wow. And so uh, they, they're like, how much longer are you going to be doing this? <laughs> to the, she said, when the Holy Spirit's done, they're like, okay. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I yeah, can't imagine we're like, think about a cruise is aw- an, an amazing vacation anyways. And then doing it with a bunch of believers and worshiping the Lord. Like what an awesome vacation. That's my type of vacation right there. And then what happened to the, the Lord gave me a word the next night <laughs> to tell them because we were going to be going to uh, an island on um, Honduras. We were going to Honduras and they were going to go on the on land, go on mm-hmm. in the port. And so uh, he told me that, to tell them that he was launching an invasion, <laughs> an invasion of his glory. <laughs> so I just a short little word I gave them that. Um, the Lord was leading them forth, filled with the glory, and that they were it was an invasion that he was launching in order to change that region. And he said, when when an enemy loses an invasion, he brings destruction. You know, that an enemy comes into someone's land to just, just wreak havoc on it. And he said, But when I lose an invasion, I bring blessings. 
and that great blessings were going to come into the land. So the people really got it. And they, they got filled with the glory and they knew they were glory carriers. So they left the ship commissioned by God to go. And so some of us had popsicle sticks with scriptures written on them. And mm-hmm. it's a group for our church called Unify and Occupy. And we went and we found an area where it was kind of quiet. We all prayed together. We consecrated the land to the Lord. We st- stuck in these popsicle sticks with scriptures on them, declared the word of God, released the glory of the land. Wow. (laughs) That's amazing. And teaching people, you know, how to step out and show the love of God and like, don't just hide it on the ship, you know, go out and share, you know, the love of Jesus with people all over the island. I'm sure many people in those little that marketplace or the port area were really touched by God about with a bunch of you guys coming off the ship. Like they know? did that for the other two ports that we went on to wherever that's we went. Awesome. They, <laughs> that's they, so awesome. they got the mindset that yes. we were on an invasion. We were being commissioned by God to bring his glory yes. to these places that were in darkness that bring the, the light of God's presence there. So it was, it was just a remarkable time, wonderful time. That's awesome, Donna. I'm glad you shared that with us. And you're going to have another cruise coming up, hopefully. And when you figure that out, we'll get all the information. Yeah, it's going to be the beginning of May. And um, our son, John, is going to be doing it with me uh, on the cruise. And Steve Swanson is going to do the worship again. He's fantastic. I had never heard him before. He's so anointed. Oh, yes. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be awesome. All right, Donna. Well, you have some weighty words from the mm-hmm. Lord that you're going to share with us today. So um, let's talk about the war in Israel and what God has spoken to you about that. Yeah. Uh, the Lord uh, first spoke to me about it Tuesday morning, um, which um, this is what he said to me, October 10th. All right. He said, the war in Israel will be short-lived, which relieved me when I heard that. I think that we're all wondering, how long is this going to go on? Right, right. And he said, there will be much damage on both sides and much heartbreak. The cost will be high. Israel will react like an iron fist slamming down with great force. When the Lord said that, I saw an iron fist in the spirit. It, wow. it looked like a human hand, but it was iron. It was made of iron. It came slamming down. And so he said, Israel's going to react like an iron fist coming mm-hmm. slamming down. Uh, this will put a sudden stop to the carnage, and it will be my doing. When Israel reacts like this, a God said, this will be my doing. This is his leading Israel to react like that. The wicked will run, scrambling for cover, to no avail. Mm. Even under the cover of darkness, they will be found and held accountable. So, uh, you know, the Lord's totally aware of what's going on. He says it's not going to last long. Israel, at the leading of the Holy Spirit, at God's leading, is going to react and respond. Okay. Mm. And then the following day, I was again at my time of prayer, and this time I saw the father in the chariot of fire. And uh, wow, that happens wow. To me one time. Yeah, <laughs> once before I saw what him, is I was, what is that like? Oh, that's like fabulous. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, wow. I was in church a few months ago and I saw he was coming over the top of the congregation in the chariot of fire and he was collecting our worship. I'm like, oh my, oh goodness. my goodness, yes. And so now this day on um, Wednesday, Again, I saw him in the chariot of fire. Oh, and he came before me in the spirit. He said, come with me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so together, I rode with the father over the world. And he went all over the world collecting the prayers, the declarations of faith, the good deeds, even the good deeds, the worship of the people that was directed towards Israel. Oh, and he was gathering them up. And what he was showing me was that he didn't want to wait until the prayers arose before his throne and came to his throne. He wanted those prayers quickly. And and this is what he said. He just said this immediately. I am gathering my children's cries in this hour for peace and for Israel to be restored. And he really stressed the word immediately. So he used this encounter to show me his heart. And yeah. so that I could reveal it to everyone else that his heart is, I want to get this thing resolved quickly. I do not want to see my people suffering Ooh, yeah. at the hands of wickedness. I want my children rescued. I want to act quickly. And because it says in, in scripture that when the bowls in heaven are filled with the prayers of the saints, then those bowls are tipped over and those yeah. prayers get answered. And so what God was going and doing was collecting them. He's like, Father, this was Father doing this. He's like, I'm going and getting these things because I want this thing to end fast. So to me, that was hopeful that we're going to see a quick resolution to this and that Father's working hard at this um, and inspiring many people to pray. Yeah. Yeah. So it it was almost like one final type of blow you saw with that iron fist and then it was ended. Well, no, is that it right? Was, um, it, what I saw when I, that was the day before when I saw okay. the iron fist. Okay. That he said, Israel is going to react like an iron fist coming down. Oh, okay. And slamming hard to end the carnage. And God said that it would be his doing that was going to prompt and motivate Israel to react like that. So I I didn't get the sense that it was just one action they were going to take. Okay. Okay, But it was the Lord. There was going to be a response and it was going to be firm. Yes. And and it was going to be led by God and it would end it. It would put an end to it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So um, we're just going to continue to pray that we're going to see God do wonderful, wonderful things. And he, gave, he always gives me scriptures to confirm that I'm hearing from him and it's not my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. I'm always like intent that I don't want it to be me, my thoughts, what I'm hearing. And so he gives me scriptures. So one of the uh, confirming scriptures was from Jeremiah chapter one, uh, verses 18 to 19. And this, it said, this really jumped out at me. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Amen. What a beautiful story. So he says, they will fight against you, but they will not overcome you. For I'm with you and will rescue you. And then in Isaiah 8, chapter, uh, verse 15, 
Many of them will stumble. They will fall and be broken. They will be snared and captured. And he told me many people are going to suffer on both sides. It's going to be a lot of suffering. And then in uh, Isaiah 9, uh, verse 1 and verses 4 through 5, uh, I'll just read one sentence from that. Every warrior's boots used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Um, That uh, the sentence before, for as in the days of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bow across the shoulders, the rod of their oppressors, and God's and saying God's going to rescue his people. God's mm-hmm. going to come and rescue them, just as he did in, in times past. So then I've got a, a very encouraging thing that happened. I'm going to share this. Uh, this was September 1st uh, at one of our Friday night services recently. And there's a little boy that came, probably about nine years old. And um, what we do, we pray, we intercede for about maybe an hour and a half, two hours for all the things going on in the nation and in the world. And people raise their hand and we give them the microphone and they pray. So this little boy raised his hand. So we gave him the microphone, prayed a really powerful anointed prayer, like pleading the blood of Jesus over the over different things. And just really spot on, powerful. So after prayer time was over, I had um, shared the word, and then we had worship. And all during worship, this little boy came forward, and I, I opened the altars at the front of the, the sanctuary and tell people, if you want to come up and worship, if you want to use flags, go right ahead. So there's a lot of freedom. So this little boy came up, and he had a red flag. <laughs> he went from one end of the sanctuary in front to the other, right across, back and forth, the entire time of worship with this wow. red flag in his hand. And he's hitting the floor as he's going back and forth with this flag. Now, I knew when he was doing this that oh, the Holy Spirit was saying something. I didn't know what the Holy Spirit was <laughs> saying, but I knew this was God leading this little boy. And our worship was really intense. It was powerful. And here's this little boy through the entire worship time for 20 minutes, half hour, back and forth with this flag hitting the ground. (laughs) And then at the end, he got another red flag and it had the word victory um, in gold on it with a cross on it. He held it up over the congregation and waved it back and forth. And then he got a white flag and he waved a white flag over everyone. So I'm like, the next day, I'm like, look, what did all this mean? What did all this mean? But before that, at the end of the service, I go around and I release the glory on everybody. And this little boy came up to me and he said, I want to be a man of God. Oh, <laughs> it touched my heart. So I'm like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sincere, with such a pure heart. I want to be a man of God. And I knew when he said it, he was representing his generation. He was declaring that on behalf of the children of the world. We want to serve. God. We want to be men and women of faith. We want. I, I knew that. I knew that this little boy was doing something really significant <laughs> at this service. Yeah. <laughs> so then the next day I'm in prayer and whatnot. And, and the Lord b- brings me into scripture and reminds me of the story when the king, there's my glasses, oh, um, King, king Jehoash, um, was told by Elisha, this is in 2 Kings chapter 13, verse 18, 
and was told by Elisha that he needed to get the arrow of victory and strike mm. the ground with it. And that when he did, that his enemies would be defeated. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And so the king did. He hit, but he hit the ground three times. And Elisha was angry. He said, why did you stop after three times? You should have hit five or six times. If you hit the ground five or six times with the arrow of victory, then there would have been a great victory. You would have completely defeated the enemy. Now you're just going to win the battle, but you're not going to have a total victory over the enemy. So I knew what God was saying because we had prayed, we had prayed for India because this persecution of Christians going on there. We prayed for Maui, what's happening in Hawaii. Yes. We had prayed for our government. We prayed so many different things and intently yeah. prayed for all things happening all over the world and in the United States for Donald Trump, for his team to be able to get back into office, all the different things that yes. we prayed for on a Friday night. We had just pummeled it. And I knew God was saying <laughs> that that little boy was striking the arrow of victory, not three times, not five times, not six times, <laughs> but a multitude of times, and that we would have total victory, which was on the flag that he just Amen. waved over the whole congregation when he got done with the word victory on it. I was like, oh, this. Wow. And so I just saying this to encourage everyone because yeah. it doesn't look like we're having the victory. You know, it just feels like everything's going wrong. But God's saying, listen to what I'm saying. And listen to what I'm saying, even through the children that I'm having prophesy my word, my message. Victory is coming. My spirit, that was the white flag. I'm going to pour my spirit out on all flesh. I'm going to release my glory. You are going to have the victory and the enemy is going to be defeated. The enemy yes. will be defeated. So yes. it was a very, very, it's very encouraging to hear God speak in the yes. midst of everything going on. And I was thinking too, this Kelsey, that a lot of times um, we get a very positive word, but it looks so bleak. You know, that a prophet might prophesy over you that wealth is going to come into your life. And then the next day, all these bills arrive in the mail, you know, and it's like the exact opposite. And um, that is so true, Donna. So many times people will receive a prophetic word and it seems like all hell breaks loose to where you almost joke, like, please don't give me another prophetic word. I cannot even handle it right now. <laughs> yeah. And so what it is, is God's giving us a, a weapon. Oh, before the enemy strikes, He's given us a weapon, a sword of truth to declare in the face of the enemy to bring forth the victory. But these yeah. prophetic words, we've got to look at them for what they are. Just like that boy going back and forth, hitting the, the flag right. was the arrow of victory. We've got to declare what's God saying about this as an example. Yes. Most people know my husband was diagnosed with stage four cancer back a year ago in September. And just before that happened, maybe two months before, Miles Kilby, a young prophet, had come to the church and he prophesied over Jack, God is extending your life. And I thought, oh, that's a nice, nice prophetic word. You know, it, it didn't mean that much because Jack was healthy as anything and fine. Two months later, he gets diagnosed with stage four cancer. I remember this word, that God's extending your life. 
And then he came back again during that time, soon after Jack was diagnosed. And again, he got the same prophetic word that God was extending his life. So wow. I'm like, Donna, I'm going to use this, this word like a sword. Yes. And I began declaring it. God, you said you're extending Jack's life. He will live out the full length of his days and you are giving him more days. He will accomplish what you've given him to do. You said it. You're not a liar. You're going to do it. This is what we're going to do with these prophetic words that we get. Because a lot of times it, the exact opposite seems like it's breaking out. Like it looked like Jack was going to die. Stage four cancer had spread from yeah, so. his liver, his lungs. In two months, he was cancer free. Oh my gosh, praise the Lord. Two months. Two months. He was supposed to go through therapy for two years. They discontinued it after six months and he just goes for periodic checkups. He just went last week again for more. Before we went on the cruise, then last week we got the results. Still cancer free, no cancer in his Thank body. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Yeah. I'm just using that as an example. Sometimes, it, you know, God gives us a word and like he's saying, victory's coming. And then Israel breaks out in this war. This war breaks out and people are yes. thinking, is this the time for World War Three? What's going on? You know, this horrible time we're entering into. Right, because that's a big talk right now is our open borders and is World War Three coming because of what's happening in Israel. So I'm, I'm really interested to hear what the Lord spoke to you about this because I think because of the news is even reporting on stuff like this. So it's on our heart and it's in the back of our minds. Like, is this going to happen? How sh- what should we do? How, sh- how should we respond to this? And that, that's why I felt today, the Lord was reminding me of all this when I was praying, that um, this is why he's given us these words, for us to use them as a sword, as a weapon, okay? He, he's saying, this is what I'm planning on doing. You take my word, because once my word is spoken, it never returns void. You declare it. You decree it. You say what I said, even though it looks like the exact opposite is happening. God says this war is going to end quickly. Israel is going to be, have the victory. They're going to be restored. We're going to declare it and decree it. And then about World War III, I'm going to tell you what the Lord told me about that. Let me just find it in my notes. Um, This was back in June. The Lord spoke to me just out of the blue. I wasn't praying about anything special. And he just um, said to me, this is not the time for World War III. Mm-hmm. It was a good, how many months ago, back in June. And um, so then on September 19th, this is before this war broke out with Israel. Mm-hmm. September 19th, he said to me, I told you in the past that this is not the time for World War III. I said it, and I remind you, so that no matter what you hear or who says it, if they declare that we are embarking on World War III, it will not happen. My words are true. Theirs are not. Don't listen to liars or fakes. Listen to what we say, and you will see our will come to pass, not theirs. What God, what's God saying? Wow. I need you to listen to what I'm saying. Believe what I'm saying declare what I'm saying, then my will will come to pass, not theirs. Okay? Wow. Peace and a time of tranquility 
is what is coming by my hand. This will happen. So he was reminding me of that word that he spoke. And it's been since then, different people would say things about World War Three or entering the time near World War Three. And I would just go in one ear and out the other because I knew God spoke to me and said, this is not the time. So I was like, oh, I don't need to worry about that. I know this isn't yeah. the time. But then he reminded me about it again and spoke yeah. this word to me about it. So I knew he was saying, I need my children to hear this word now that I gave you back in June. I want them to hear this word. This is not the time for World War Three. I need them to pick up that sword, to clear that word. This is not the hour for World War Three. This is the hour where God is going to bring peace and a time of tranquility and prosperity, where the wealth of the unjust is going to be given to the just. Time of justice is coming, a time where I'm pouring up my glory. What is he saying? He's saying, declare what I'm saying. And, and the same yes. thing would happen when Jack got that diagnosis. I would just declare, God, you're extending his life. And I just did not let myself even go there with thinking that he was going to be dying, that the stage yeah. four cancer. Was gonna I, I was like, you spoke, you said, it. we've got to do that. We've got to believe when God says something, he means yes. it. And he's yes. not just saying it to one person. So we got to stand on one person. Well, is Donna really hearing from God? So many right. other prophets are hearing from God and they're hearing the same thing. So God's confirming the word over and over so that we can be steadfast oh, ah, yes. and filled with faith in what he's saying to us in this hour. No matter he's saying, no matter how bad it looks. Yeah. Back when he said this, there wasn't this war breaking out that he reminded me of it like a, two weeks before it broke out because he knew you're going to need this sword. Yeah, when Israel, this war breaks out in Israel, you need this sword that this is not the time for World War Three. Well, it's it's really good that you're encouraging us and saying that because, you know, I think we might be hearing some conflicting and I'm sure people watching this have already heard a conflicting voice of well, this is very real and this could be coming. And then what happens is that idea gets in our head and then. It's in the back of our mind. And then we start to worry and then, you know, fear and fear breeds like a panic and all this. So it's really reassuring and brings us a lot of peace that months ago, the Lord was already addressing this with you saying, hey, this kind of talk is going to be coming more and more. And so know that it's not the time. He didn't say it won't ever happen. He just said right. it's not the time. So, you know, be at peace and that does bring a lot of peace. I mean, that brings me a lot of peace because you hear a lot of talk about it. It's all over social media. It's conservative news networks are talking about it. And, you know, so to hear the Lord say, it's not the time, you know, I, I want to bring peace. And it's really reassuring to our hearts to hear that message, you know, yeah. he, and he about justice me. too, about the Lord yeah. bringing justice. Yeah. He told me that there would be a time of shaking. He told mm -hmm. me this months ago. He said, there is going to come a, a time of shaking, but he said it will be short. It's not part of this World War III or anything, but that there will be okay. a shaking coming. And so I'm, I know that we're in ooh, this shaking. I feel like, okay, right. this is what God told me months ago, that there was going to be a shaking coming. Oh, and, but he said, don't be afraid. It's mm -hmm. going to be short. This shaking that's coming is going to be short. He told me this months ago. And then I've heard other prophets saying that a shaking was coming. He told me it was right. going to be short 
and it would not harm God's people. We would be seized and I'll keep you safe in it. So whatever shaking, whether this, you know, there's going to be a disruption. We're seeing the shaking now with Israel. This is definitely uh-huh. for them yeah. a terrible time. And then the things that are happening in our nation as a result of it, that this is a shaking. It's not World War Three. We've got to remember that. Yeah, a shaking's going on, not World War Three. God is with us. He says it's going to be brief. We're not going to be harmed. He's going to bring victory out of it. We're going to have peace and prosperity. That's what's coming. Oh, are we going to have a bit of a shaking to get there? Yes, but it's okay. God's in control. He's He knows. He's declared this. So how do we, during shaking times, because when we sing, you know, men's hearts fail them when they see things coming upon the earth, right? You know, you naturally think, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. And, you know, what would your advice be as a leader to during times of shaking? How, how do you get through it? You know, of course you pray and of course, but any practical advice you'd give to us if we start seeing things that do bring a little bit of fear into, into our lives? What I, myself personally, that I do, I get alone with the Lord and I hear from him. I, I'm like, I'm not leaving my prayer room until I hear from you. <laughs> and let God speak to you every day. And he will reassure you that everything's going to be okay. I'm here with you. I'm with your children. I'm with your family. I'm with your loved ones. I'm going to take care of everyone. And he brings that peace. And then he also gives us strategies how to handle, like what we were going through with Jack. I, we got alone and prayed like, you know, you just don't discard this diagnosis of stage four cancer. You get alone with God and he's like, go through the therapy, pray. We got prayed over, release the glory on him every Friday night. I would pray over him, the prayer team pray for him. We did what God showed us to do. But then I got time alone with God. I kept mm-hmm. declaring that word. So whatever word God has given you, Use it as a sword oh, and declare it out. Speak it out because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. As we declare the positive word that God has spoken we and we speak it, it builds our faith in God and in the word that he said. Yeah, that's so, so good. Do, do not just hold it inside and kind of be like, mm. speak it out boldly. All right, yeah. God, you said this so you can hear it into the atmosphere. And, yeah. and when we declare the word of God, then God's angels are released to perform the word of God that we're speaking. So that Mm. also is part of it. It's like a war tactic, war strategy to encourage. When David was at Ziglag, you know, all all his family was taken and he, Mm. his his men were all so angry with him. They were going to stone him, his faithful men. It says he encouraged himself in the Lord. So when things really look bleak, that's what I try to do when I'm just encouraging everyone else. When we're going through the shaking, we are right now in a time of shaking, without a doubt. What are we going to do? Encourage ourselves in the Lord. Declare the words of God that God has spoken. That we know we're hearing from God. Say those things. Get alone with him. Put your trust in him. Worship him. Put on your worship music and worship God. He's telling me we need to extend our time of worship during our Friday night service, have more time worship than we even spend interceding. That that's such a powerful weapon. Worship God in the midst of the shaking that we're going on. 
and you'll see that things will turn around so quickly. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. So encouraging. So, so encouraging. And I want to bring you now to your, um, it's, I believe it's point number four, um, where you're going to talk a little bit about the anniversary, um, of September 11th. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Um, and this was September 11th that the Lord spoke this to me. A father spoke it to me. He said, um, this day marks a terrible anniversary for your nation. And it will never be repeated because my children have returned to us. In the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, if just 10 righteous were found in that city, I could have speared it its destruction. In this hour, there are a multitude of righteous, faithful ones in your nation. And then he told me that from shore to shore in every city, he has righteous people. And he said, because of their prayers and their praise, I am a wall of fire around your land. So he was telling me what you saw happen September 11th will never happen again. Where a you know a foreign country was going to come and invade and attack us like we were attacked. He said that will not happen again. And then he he said if Sodom and Gomorrah had just ten, remember, remember uh, yeah, Abraham was pleading for Sodom and Gomorrah. God, if there's just 10, yeah, there's 10. The number kept going down and then, yeah. He stopped at 10. Yeah. (laughs) I wonder if he went to five, what would have happened? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so it says, uh, then he said, it is not from enemies outside your land that you are under attack, but it is from the wicked within your borders. Wow. Yeah. He said, are they too hard for me? Can they hide from my all-seeing eyes? Can they plot and scheme without me hearing them or knowing their thoughts? No, they are not more wise or powerful than I am. So God's saying, what happened September 11th won't happen again. You're under attack, but it's from people within your borders. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, are they huh? more, are they too hard for me? Can they hide from my all-seeing eye? Can they plot and scheme without me hearing them or knowing their thoughts? He said, no, no. He said, watch and you will see us, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, act on behalf of the righteous remnant that cry out day and night for our help. This is just watch and see. And you're going to see us respond to the cries of our children of the righteous remnant in all the cities in the United States crying out for help. And what you will see has never been seen or done in the past, nor has it been done in the way we will do it. He said that what's going to happen is going to be done in a way that has never been done before. Like, can you, like when the Red Sea was parted, that was pretty huge. (laughs) It was never done before. Yes, that (laughs) was amazing. I've heard a lot of people say they they don't really know who've seen kind of visions of what the Lord is going to do. And they say it's kind of hard to explain because it, you haven't seen this type of outpouring yet. So you're saying that same type of thing, like it is beyond what you can even imagine. It's, it's going to be so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll finish this and I want to share what he showed me that. Um, I think we'll just open that up to you. Oh, um, he said, suddenly, swiftly, and completely, 
We will rescue your land and the righteous ones who dwell in it. Your nation will fulfill its destiny, its greatness will be restored, and its dignity as well. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Our, the dignity of our nation will be restored. What I want to share with you is, I think I might have shared this the last time, but it's so impacting, it's worth repeating. I was in the spirit and the father came to see me. This was a few weeks back. And he brought me high in the sky over the world. And as he was looking down at the world, the world was all in darkness, was total darkness. And he could hear everything people were saying and people were thinking. And I was, I was close to his heart and I could feel pain in his heart, not totally, but a little bit he let me feel of what he was feeling, listening to the wickedness and the evil plots and schemes of men mm. and what they were planning on doing and just the wickedness that was going on in the world. I, I could just feel the disappointment and the hurt in the father's heart. And then as I looked at the world, little lights started going on on the world, throughout the world. It looked like the little white Christmas tree lights going on here and there. And I knew that that was the lights of the remnant of God's faithful people. The lights were starting to shine. And the father's attention was drawn from the wickedness, and the darkness to these lights. Mm-hmm. And the more these lights started growing and they started multiplying, oh, his attention was drawn even more. And then what I felt, I felt these lights were pulling the father from heaven to the earth. Oh, they were drawing him. And then all of a sudden, the whole world just went into this ball of fire, not a destructive fire, a beautiful fire. The the fire of his glory covered the whole world. And I knew him showing me, this is my plan. This is my strategy. This is how I'm going to do it. Oh, my goodness. And it's, and it, it's the love of his people. That's why worship is so important, no matter what's going on, to continue worshiping God. Because this is what I saw. I saw these lights, mm-hmm. the remnant, loving God, worshiping God, drawing him. And as they drew him, the whole world was enveloped in his love and the glory in his presence. And his light is going to chase darkness away and evil away. And that's why he wants us all to be filled with his glory, to be glory carriers, to spread his love and his goodness wherever we go. He says, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before men so they can see the good bits in you huh? and give glory to the Father. Yes. Amen. Wow. And what that's actually, I mean, when it comes and what it's really going to look, I mean, it's going to be amazing it's gonna be amazing i know you know and like how exactly is he gonna do it we don't know but he said he's going to you know and and i know we're starting to see it happen we're starting to see like i'm seeing it in different places in different ways and we're starting to see miracles i'll give you this example this this woman that comes to our church i i always encourage them now you've got the glory take the glory out with you yes. and go use, let, let God use you, deposit the glory, go invade the land with the glory, you know? So she said she was in a restaurant and um, her name's Lisa Marie. And she 
was sitting in this restaurant and this man was there and he, he was couldn't hear him one ear and his ear was all mangled. And, and God spoke to her and told her, I want you to go pray for that man. She's like, I don't want to go pray. <laughs> this is like, a church. Oh, no, don't make me. <laughs> I'm in the restaurant eating dinner. <laughs> right. So she said she did it. She went and asked him if she could pray for him, and she prayed for him. And the man started saying something, and she said, what are you saying? He said, I'm repeating what that person saying three tables over. He could hear what someone was saying. He got his oh, hearing Lord. back. Yes. Praise the Lord. So then a little while went by, and he goes walking by her, and he had a new ear. The outside oh, of his ear. Was, yes. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. So, like, oh, my goodness. This is. And then she sends me a, a, a text. I keep me, this was after church is over on, in the weekend. She said, I'm taking a bunch of people that were newly saved, mm-hmm. <laughs> new Christians, to go get water baptized in the ocean. And so they had three cars of people going to the ocean. And she water baptized all these people in the ocean. And you have wow. to see the pictures of the people. They were just like, mm-hmm. just in awe of God. You know, oh, wow. this is God. Using yes. each person with the glory, with the love of God. You're the light of the world. Let your light shine in a restaurant, at the beach, yes. <laughs> you know, at the workplace. Yes. And he says, little by little. But imagine if millions of us do this. Huh? Yeah, imagine. it would it would be ushering in the end, I'm sure, because when all nations come to him. Then he so returns. I'm just saying that don't lose hope because we hear so many negative things. Right. Let your hope arise that God said it's already starting. It's already beginning. Oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go to a, a different note because um, this one talks about that. Oh, ha, that about joy coming. And, and the Lord spoke to me about what the time we're in right now. All right. This is number 10. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and the, the title is things are going to get better. <laughs> I think God's trying to encourage us. Maybe we're a little discouraged here. <laughs> yeah, I know. We need it, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. He said in this one, um, joy unspeakable is what is coming. It is not just coming to my faithful children but it will spill out on the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, laughter is very contagious. And my joy is even more contagious than worldly laughter. As my joy spreads, it will cause many to draw very close to us. And it will also chase demons far from those they oppressed. The enemy has been pouring sorrow and grief out on this world. Now I will pour my joy, which is the antidote to his misery, so that many, that so many have been bathed in. Mm. Uh, and then he said this, this was really cool. The laughing revival was just a prelude of what I was declaring will be coming. You know, back when we had Rodney Howard Brown and the, the oh, laughing I was going to say, what is the laughing revival? I haven't heard of that one. You haven't? No, I haven't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, you missed it all, Kelsey. I know. I'm too young. <laughs> Yeah, it, but well, he, but God's saying I'll get to experience it. So please tell me. <laughs> you would go to a service and everybody would just stop breaking out in laughter. 
and they would laugh so hard they'd fall on the floor, rolling on the floor. <laughs> oh you didn't gosh. know what you were laughing about. The joy of the Lord would just hit everybody. You didn't know that? No, I haven't heard of the laughing revival. I've honestly never heard anyone say the laughing revival before. <laughs> I know that um, a lot of people would laugh um, with Roddy Howard Brown and Kenneth Hagin too, right? Had yeah. He would have people like, laugh but i never knew there was a revival called the laughing revival <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was something i want to go to that <laughs> well, Lord, that's do it again. to happen at a lot of our friday night services in when we were on the the uh, cruise it, it mm-hmm. that joy when i'm going to different places that joy's been breaking out where people stop wow. laughing they're falling off their seats laughing the joy of the lord just is just hitting people and this is what God's talking about. All right. So he said, <laughs> the laughing revival was just a prelude of what I was declaring will be coming. God said, when that happened, I was prophetically declaring, this is what's coming. This is just a speck of what's coming. Wow. The joy that's in the house now is just a prelude of what I'm going to be doing. Whoa. He said, all that was good and great in former revivals will come forth on steroids in this great outpouring of my spirit on all mankind. So he said, all the things that you saw in former revivals, the healings, the miracles, the salvations, huh? the joy. Huh? He said, it's going to be even greater in this outpouring. Oh, wow. We saw in those, he said, healings and miracles, as well as great instantaneous deliverances will be commonplace and even expected. And we're seeing that. We're seeing, we do deliverance services at the church uh, for two years now. We've brought over 2,000 people individual sessions of deliverance. And we see wonderful, incredible people's lives totally transformed. But what's happening now, even above that, is during the services, like one man did a video. And he, I didn't know the man was there suffering as an, an addict. He was a bad addict. And during the service, the glory of God came on him and he got completely delivered. Just and then with this laughing going on, it's just, and God wow. set him free. Amen. God says, I'm, what you're going to see me do in the days ahead, you're going to be astounded. All right. It's going to bring you great joy. Oh, I just feel sorry. I, feel like I don't know how people are going to function with, you know, because it's, it gets, you know, you can get so overwhelmed in the Lord that it's like, he's going to have to give us grace to just function every day. Like I have to go pick my kids up from school, Lord. Like, I could You're just have, to have someone on call. I know, right? Help I can't me. Pick them up. Go get them. <laughs> exactly. We need each other. I, I had on the cruise, I told Jack, I said, because we did a fire tunnel the last night. I said, can you stand behind me just in case I can't stay standing up <laughs> to pray over the people and hold me up? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Sounds yeah, like a fun time. I, it, God's starting to do it. It's yeah. why I'm saying this is, is let's let our faith arise because we're starting to see this happen. <laughs> so he said, oh, um, you ask when? When will this happen, Father? Because he knew me. I was thinking, when? When's it going to happen? <laughs> and I, I need say, a date. <laughs> I mean, tomorrow? No, today. <laughs> and, and he says, 
um, when will this happen, Father? And I say, you won't have to wait much longer because it has begun. Mm. Just as when a storm is on the horizon, you feel the change in the atmosphere. You can even feel the mist that precedes the deluge that is coming. You are feeling the move of my spirit that is ushering in the great deluge. This is your sign to feel it. Yeah. But I just wanted to encourage you that we're not going to have to wait years for this. It's already beginning. It's beginning. And that's why we're seeing, you know, this disruption going on with the enemy, with the war in Israel and all the different things that are going on throughout the world and through our nation. Is he knows his time is short. He knows that God has promised he's going to pour his spirit out on all flesh. He knows great things are coming. And so he's going to throw out all the stops at us. And God's saying, hang in there, declare my word, declare the promises I've given you. Oh, (laughs) you got it. You got me going, Kelsey. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not me. It's the Lord. You got (laughs) it. I'm holding it together. (laughs) (laughs) Breathe, breathe. (laughs) God's got great, great things planned for us. That he promised us in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Everyone, he's going to pour his spirit out on everybody. And people are going to be prophesying, declaring the word of God, healings, miracles, wonderful things. We're starting to see that begin. It's beginning. Like that, when I saw that vision, when he brought me high in the sky and I saw the lights and there was a drawing God to the earth. That's where we're at now. (laughs) And there's going to be an explosion of the glory of God over the world. Isaiah 60, huh? Yes. Yes. And the the knowledge of the glory of God is going to cover the earth. He's going to cover the earth with his glory. And so we've got great days coming. We're going to hang on through the tough times. Yeah. Get our sword out the word of God, worship God in the midst of what's going on, listen to him, get along with him, get strategies, use wisdom, do the things he tells us to do. If he says, stay home today, keep yourself safe, stay inside, stay home, stay inside, worship. Just listen to him. It's not a lack of faith that we stay inside. It's it's an act of faith because we're hearing God and doing what he tells us to do. Yeah, that's so good. And I want to, before we end, because we're at 55 minutes, I want you to well, share with us um, number seven sure. about illegitimate rulers will be permanently taken down. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God's got some good plans. <laughs> he said this on September 25th. <laughs> Many thrones will disappear. Yes, I say they will disappear. The self-exalted ones will not just be taken down, but their thrones will never be sat upon or resurrected again. And we, you know, when he was saying this, I was thinking that we have elected officials that are on thrones. We've got people that are in positions of authority and leadership that were never elected, never put in these positions. Other people put them there and they're ruling all over the world. People are ruling all over the world. Yep. And, and God's saying, I didn't put them there, and I'm going to get them removed. Wow. Oh, self-appointed kings, princes, and leaders will lose their influence 
and control over our children, and they will never rule over anyone again. This is the hour when thrones and those who rule from them will disappear and their influence never seen again. That's going to take away the influence of these wicked rulers. And we've got people in the United States. We know we're not put there by the people. And the, the Biden administration is one example. And what is God going to do with that? He says, I'm going to take down these people. Will be, it says you will be permanently taken down. These that ruled illegitimately will have their scepters taken from them. I will take my usurped throne back and rule with love and fairness. Justice will be reestablished worldwide, not just in your nation. A king can only rule. Now, this was really, I thought this was really impacting when he said this. A king can only rule over a land and a people if the subjects submit to him. My people refused my rulership and would not listen or follow my instructions. So he, he said, I was the king over the whole world. I created the world. I'm God. I'm the king. I was the king. But my subjects refused to listen to me, wouldn't let me rule over them. Okay. A king can only rule over a land and a, and a people if the subjects submit to them, to the king. And my people refused. The kings they falsely put in positions to rule over them and their lands ruled with iron fists and wicked, cold hearts. Injustice and rampant corruption have been the result. So he said, I was your king. I was your God. I gave you the Ten Commandments. I told you how to live your lives. I told you how to love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, to love your neighbors as yourself. I sent my son Oh, to show you the way, to teach you. I sent you my prophets. He did everything to help us. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, as a the world, we rejected God. And we put other gods on the throne, the God of ourself, the God of our governments, huh? the God right. of false leaders, uh, wicked, wicked ideologies and philosophies. We put them on the throne and we began following those and obeying those and serving those. And we're seeing that. Um, to in this hour, there's been an increase in that with um, the uh, homosexual agenda and just mm-hmm. this promotion of evil, promotion of immorality. Yep. And God's saying, True. reaping the consequences of establishing wicked rulers and removing us from our throne has proven to be disastrous. And our children have endured great suffering and lack. I mm-hmm. have heard their cries. And I am launching my great rescue event. So he Mm -hmm. said that, you know, and that's where we're at right now. We're reaping the consequences of kicking God off the throne. Mm -hmm. And now we've got these wicked rulers ruling. And so the Lord's saying. Not just the United States. Yeah, the Lord's saying really to you that there's going to come a time where that he's removing those people who, hey, I didn't put them there. You know, they put themselves there, they're, you know, however they got there. But the Lord's saying they will, you'll see them removed. Right. And and what's causing this change is we've reaped the consequences. We're suffering the results of having wicked rulers. We are heavily taxed. We've lost our freedoms. We've had so much injustice. The Department of Justice is being weaponized against us, against conservatives and Christians. Yeah. 
so much wickedness. He said, you are reaping the consequences of exchanging your God for the false gods, exchanging your rulers and putting wicked rulers there and not letting me be your God and your ruler. Wow. He said, oh, my glory will replace and chase away wickedness and injustice. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now back to the show. Our goodness will evict the darkness and the light of our love, love will flood the earth. And that's what I saw that when I was in that visitation. Joy and prosperity will return. Happy hearts will live long, healthy, devoted lives as I always intended. I will be honored and exalted and given back my throne by a grateful people who have longed for just rulers. I'm going to read that again. That's powerful. Man. I will be honored and exalted and given back my throne by a grateful people who have longed for just rulers. They will follow my decrees and not walk in rebellion to our authority. They have learned a very difficult lesson to let me rule as king and lord and to never put other kings on my throne and to never let wicked ones rule over them. Mm. Wow, this is the hour we're in now. Amen. And we're like a bunch of kids that are uh, learning a tough lesson. Yeah. Are we going to learn it? We're going to learn it well. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to get blessed. That's right. That's right. God's That's so good. good. God's That's good. so good. And it's so encouraging too. And knowing that, you know, I wanted to ask you in the beginning, but I'll, I'll ask you now about suffering because you said both of the sides, you were talking about the war in Israel. You said there'll be suffering on yeah. both sides. And, you know, there's suffering now. People are suffering every day. Um, talk about how God is working through suffering in our lives, because I think sometimes we think of suffering and it's, you know, are, are, is it only from the enemy or is it from the Lord or how does God work in that? Yeah, like I never feel like suffering comes from the Lord. I never, never feel it. I feel like a lot of the suffering that we endure um, is because we live in the world and the people around us uh, yep. and ourselves. We open doors. We allow the enemy to um, have authority over our lives. We, we kind of open the door and let him come on and live with us right. by the way we live. True. And what does he come to do but to kill, steal, and to destroy? He brings the suffering into our lives. And if we can recognize that it's not God that's doing this and God isn't hurting the children, God isn't, bring, Jesus never hurt anyone. He came to the earth. He comes right. came to represent the father. Who did he hurt? Not one person. He healed everybody. He blessed everybody. That's, he was showing us, this is who the father is. The father isn't causing your suffering. The enemy's causing your suffering. Get close to the father. And that's what God's saying in this word that I just read. Let me be your king. Let me yeah. be your God. Huh? Let me rule. Huh? Let my ways be your ways. Then you'll be safe. You'll be hidden and sheltered under my wing. I'll protect mm -hmm. you. I'll heal you. Mm -hmm. I'll guard you. Because we live in the world, we do suffer. The, yeah. And do good people suffer? Yes. It isn't we, we're suffering because we did something wrong. But we, we have wicked spirits that are attacking us. 
And so what do we, we have to learn how to worship in the midst of times of suffering because that brings God's presence. We want his presence to come and then his presence can bring healing. We need to pick up those weapons that he's given us, those powerful swords, those words. So, because we were going through a time of suffering when Jack had that diagnosis. Oh, you know, pick up that sword, do. use yeah. the word of God, worship. Are you suffering? Yes, but your focus begins to get more on God and less on the problem that we're enduring. And That's then God can enter in because of our faith. And what, what we, God wants us to do is raise our level of faith in what's going on right now in the world, mm-hmm. have our faith in him, what he's yes. saying, he's going to do it, but also in our individual circumstances, because we're all going through different things in our lives. Absolutely. Have faith in him that he's bigger than these problems to worship him in the midst of it. And then he comes on the scene like he did when Paul and Silas were in prison and they're in midnight and beaten and bloodied and in stocks yes. and in chains and they're worshiping God. And God's presence comes into the, the, the prison cell. They're, all their chains fall off. They're set free. You know, this is what worship does. It brings yeah, his presence. So, so I feel like no matter what we're enduring, what's going on in our lives, continue worshiping God, praising him, loving him, having faith in him, declaring those pr- prophetic words, those promises he's given us. When we're yes. meditating on the word every day, the words that jump out of the page, highlight them, declare them, praise them, proclaim them, decree them. <laughs> yes. Use the word as a weapon. <laughs> and we're going to see those things turn around. So God does not cause your suffering, but in the midst of your suffering, God comes in and gives a solution or help in the suffering or a hand to hold on to. So God's not causing the suffering. You're not saying that. You're saying he comes in in the midst of the suffering and he's with us during what we go through on the earth. Yeah. Scripture tells us, it says, when you walk through deep waters, you won't drown. When you go through the fire, I'll carry you through. He yes. says, when you go through trials, when you go through difficulties, when you go through suffering, I will carry you through. I will help you. I'll get you to the other side. Mm-hmm. As you lean on me, as you put your hope and your trust in me, you put your confidence in me. I'm going to help you get to the other side of it. Amen. Well, Donna, mm-hmm. will you begin to pray for everyone before um, we close out today's show? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Um, I just feel like God was encouraging us today because this kind of went in a different direction than we even thought. And I just feel like God was uh, just saying, I feel like my people are discouraged. I want to encourage them. (laughs) So, Father, I thank you that you're encouraging us, that you're increasing our faith. Oh, our faith in you. Oh, and our faith in what you're declaring and saying you're going to do. Oh, I thank you. I pray that every single one that watches this has their faith increased exponentially. Oh, that they have enough faith to receive every blessing, every miracle. Oh, every single thing you want to do for them personally and for their loved ones as well. Increase our faith today, Father. I'm asking this, that you would sovereignly pour faith out as you pour your glory out on us. I'm asking that you pour faith out on us, that nothing limits you, Father, from doing what you want to do, the good that you want to perform, that we don't lack in faith, oh, that we don't have our faith 
in the enemy and what he's saying, but that we have our faith in you, Lord. I pray you do this for us. Encourage us. Strengthen us. Those that are going through trials right now, I pray right now that angels are released from heaven to bring forth your will, your word, and your ways in their lives. And I ask that this happen quickly, sovereignly. There are those that are going through some financial hardships. Father, I'm feeling this strongly. I'm praying, Father, that you that are showing me this right now, that you bring forth that prosperity, those blessings to them, that you lift that burden, that weight of worry and fear off their shoulders and give them peace, knowing you are their source, you are their provider, you are their father, and you will give them what they need. Father, I ask this in the name of Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, I release your glory, Father. Oh, ah, let your glory fill every single one. Oh, from the top of their head to the bottom of their feet. Flood them, flood their loved ones, their homes with your glory, Father. And Father, I'm asking that portals, as your children worship you in their homes, that you open portals over their homes, oh, for your angels to have easy access, oh, to bring them what's in heaven to the earth, to have their prayers quickly heard and easily answered. I'm asking for portals of glory to be opened over your people's homes as they're worshiping you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Wow. So powerful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay, Donna. I feel like you you feeling the glory. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, Donna, how can people follow you and what events do you have coming up? (laughs) That's the glory. This is the glory. Wonderful. Yes. Oh, I love it. It's his presence. There's nothing, there's nothing like it. Nothing in the whole world. No. And and that's what he wants to cover the whole world with his glory, with his presence like that. That's where the peace is just surpasses all understanding. It's just going to be upon everyone. Oh, God, you're so good. (laughs) Um, To reach me, people just go to DonnaRigney.org. If you go to my website, all our events are on there. Um, my books, I have three books that I wrote. Two of them are prophetic, where God brought me to heaven. One that he brought me, Divine Encounters to Hell and to Heaven. And I have everything in detail. And there, what Jesus said to me through these visitations. And I have a three CD set, which teaches how to soak in the glory. How, what oh, the glory is. How to, how to, <laughs> yeah, it's powerful. <laughs> so that those are all on my website. Just go to uh, books. And then if people want to make appointments for deliverance, for personal deliverance, just go to the prayer tab on my website, and that'll bring you to the link over to uh, the Church on the Rock where um, all our deliverance sessions take place. Uh, October 27th through the 29th, I'm going to be in Connecticut. Um, Recently, I was in New Hampshire. Uh, The Lord sent me there with his glory, uh, Dave Scarlett, and uh, over the portal there over uh, New Hampshire. And so there were a number of people from Connecticut that were there. And I told them, keep your eyes open because I'm coming (laughs) to Connecticut because God's sending us to New England to open portals 
because God wants to invade every area of the United States with his glory. Mm. And it's just so powerful. So uh, if you're in that area, it's Branford, Connecticut, uh, the end of the month, Friday, Saturday night, 7 to 9, both nights, and Sunday morning from 10 to 12. I'll be there ministering and uh, praying for the portal to be open and releasing the glory on everyone. And just, I always pray over every person, (laughs) release the glory. That's just what I do. (laughs) I release the glory on everyone. So come uh, hungry for the glory and you will not be disappointed. (laughs) Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us, Donna. Thank you for coming on the show today and just sharing all that you did and praying over us and pouring out to us. Thank you so much. I love being on with you. I love being on with you too. (laughs) All right, you guys have a glory filled weekend. I pray that you can soak in all of this, even uh, when we shut off today's broadcast and you can just enjoy the presence of the Lord that I'm sure is filling your home and make sure to write in testimonies um, to Elijah streams. We love to hear how um, you're touched when we have guests on and if you've been healed or if you encountered the Lord, share that with us. We'd love to hear those stories. Um, Monday, Steve will be back with Johnny Enlow for Johnny Enlow Unfiltered. Johnny always has incredible stories and revelation. I mean, you do not want to miss Mondays, you guys. They are awesome. So have a great weekend, and we will be back with you guys on Monday. God bless. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.